All right, we are live, episode 52. I've got a good one. Matt Weiss, Ryan Snacks, Caroline Cotto, Renewal Mill. Hello. What's up, Mark? Excited to be here. I'm excited as well. Matt, we get right into it. We're talking snacks. We are talking fruit, I think. Uh, maybe some veggies, but you're gonna give us the details here. When did Rind start? What is the story? Awesome, great to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Rind started in uh, the summer of 2017 when I in incorporated the company and spent uh, the second half of that year with R&D and uh, bringing to market uh, our line, which officially launched on Amazon in March of 2018, and fast forward to about a thousand doors today. I'd say what at our core, what Rind is all about is we are shaking up the sleepy fruit snack category with a focus on what we call the power of the peel. And what I mean by that is all the nutrient density of a fruit is concentrated, of course I have a prop, is concentrated in the edge rind of the fruit. And yet, these edible peels are one of the most commonly discarded food scraps. So that's where we enter is let's maximize nutrition and minimize food waste with a delicious single ingredient whole fruit snack. That is a great answer. Uh, I'm going to move around here and then I'm going to get back to Ryan in a second, just because as someone who's very neurotic, uh, I have a name I'm going to throw at you and I just need you to get, 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 get this off my plate real quick. I want one word that describes this person, Adam Brown. Relentless. Cool, let's get back to Ryan. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the consumer specifically, and it might have taken you some time now being in the market for a couple of years. We all are learning this, right? About who's the core consumer first and trying to find that, right? Instead of trying to really tr work work in that hole like oh no i know it's this person it might not be who is the core consumer of rind they need to have teeth that's number one um but in all seriousness you know it's fruit it's beautifully dried fruit but we keep the rind on and that's the that's what's been missing from this market it's it is an elegant simple value prop that somewhere along the way has been hijacked by candy makers and disguised as a better for you healthy snack when in reality it's just their take on a gummy or a fruit roll up or a leather or jerky etc when it should be beautifully dried fruit roots rind seeds and stem which is really what nature's candy is all about and that's where all the fiber all of it vitamin content and the just natural integrity of the fruit and that's when i say who the core consumer is Dried fruit is a specialty market. It's raisins, it's prunes, it's apricots. So where this becomes a much larger addressable market is taking a fresh product people are already familiar with and making it way more convenient and way more functional. And so we are using innovative fruits like watermelon, persimmon, kiwi. We keep the rind on, we gently dry them, we add nothing, and we allow people, instead of going around with 20 fresh kiwis, in their pocket to take along a bag of rind and have a jolt of real clean energy uh, to get them through the day. 
Yeah, don't walk around with 20 Kiwis in your pocket. It may be a weird thing. I don't think it would be very weird for me. Uh, I, I, I often do some very strange things. Um, yeah, I'm uh, talking about fruit or even dried fruit. I actually, it's probably the only time that I, in particular, eat something like that for a sugar rush is post-workout. Um, I will take that with uh, my protein shake, and I've been doing that for, for a very long time. So it's just, a, just sort of a side note there. Give me a nutritional profile really quick. Um, what yeah. does the back of the package look like as a per-serving item? Just identify what that looks like. Yeah. Where we really shine is on dietary fiber. And so the same value prop for I1 around protein, we have that around fiber. And we think fiber's connection to gut health to satiety, to, it's a slow snack, which I like. It really makes you consciously chew the thing and get through it. The rind gives it a really satisfying bite. And fiber is probably the biggest functional benefit, in addition to higher amounts of vitamin C, beta carotene, depending on the fruit. Um, but fiber is where we shine. So on a serving size in a three ounce bag, which is two servings, which is I'll crush that for breakfast. There's 14 grams of dietary fiber in that bag. That compares to the average fruit snack on the market of, say, apple chips around two to four grams. So it kills on fiber. And that's what we think an entire generation is more and more focused on. I like that. Uh, and yes, uh, anybody who knows me and I talk about it often, I'm, I'm all about balanced nutrition. That's what I want is about. I'm a big, big believer in proteins, fats, carbohydrates, uh, in all meals and snacks, uh, or at least a majority of them in order to have a long-term sustainable, good relationship with food. Um, uh, nothing fat here, folks. Uh, stick to the basics for long-term success. Uh, back to the show. Uh, Matt, um, let's get to the sales. So in 18 now, you, do, you went direct to consumer. Let's just frame that really quickly. How did you do it for those that are, maybe have a, a package like yours or want to, you put it into, let's say, a six-pack, eight-pack, 12-pack, uh, inner case, something that's shippable. What did that look like out the gate as far as direct to consumer? We had nothing figured out. We learned it as we grew. And I was doing this at the time um, on the side. Uh, I really wanted to hedge a little bit. You know, I had three kids living in New York City. I had a safe job and I could have played it safe, but this was what I really wanted to do with my life. I wanted to build something and I wanted to, um, you know, share a snack and a focus on the snack that I love with a wider audience. So when we first launched, I worked with um, growers, co-packers and designers to sort of uh, put together the brand identity and source the highest quality ingredients I could and customize the spec because most looked at me and said, you want to keep the rind on? Like that's what everyone asked to peel off. So I put that together. And then as far as launching on Amazon, uh, I just, I was winging it. I worked with, I didn't have my own seller central account. I leveraged a 3PL that had an existing prime storefront. And that was a quick shortcut to get our products listed on Amazon and be available for two-day free ship to consumers. And what did that look like uh, in the first, let's just say three to six months? Did you generate sales? We don't need specific dollars, but was it something that you were super focused on as far as, let's see if a customer's gonna buy this, number one, 
And then two, again, the principles of this entire business, anybody in CPG, does the customer buy it? One. Yeah. Does the customer come back? Two. Two is the most important thing. Uh, so it doesn't matter if that's direct to consumer or we're talking physical retail, same premise. Um, what does that look like that first six months? Does it give you just data points for you to further the business? It was, it was pure uh, trial and learning. Uh, it wasn't about, you know, we're going to revolutionize the world of dried fruit with this concept. And it was, let's just get out there in the wild and let's get feedback from the market. Let's see and monitor very closely to your point, those repeat customers who we can start to like cultivate as super fans. And at the same time, we wanted, it, it always felt instinctive to me to build omni-channel. You want it to be super easy to, you know, subscribe and save, get into your cart, one or two day free ship, it's lightweight. But at the same time, you had to be discovered in those sort of key uh, accounts and, and curated stores. So uh, it was a mix of launching on Amazon, taking the learnings, figuring out which SKUs very quickly developed more of a following than others. And then at the same time, pound the pavement in New York City, an amazing food retail market and open up mom and pops and really pitch store managers on why they needed to carry us and why we're different. And that was, that was what I loved the most. That was grindy. That was, you know, I was leaving my, my comfortable job in midtown Manhattan where I was wearing sort of business casual and I was going in and talking to the folks that were stocking shelves and saying, you got to carry this new product. What year are we talking? Is this now 19? This was still 18. Okay. Yeah, 18. So good. I just want some frame. Um, are you, what are you in a WeWorks right now? Where, where are you? Yeah. I'm in uh, uh Rind world headquarters, which is a WeWork in uh, lower Manhattan. It's, it's, that's very New York of you. Okay. Very <laughs> New York of you. I, it's like I, the branding. I could just tell um, <laughs> the, the, the glass behind. I don't know what it was. The frames back there. Okay. This is another really great uh, value add um, for those that want to see. It's funny, I just posted about it today about regional plays um, and why they're so, they're just, I love them. Uh, but I could, I could bring it back even further and talk about your local grocery stores. We're in Marin County and um, I could go in particular to my neighborhood and there's two local grocery stores, right? They're neighborhood grocery stores. They know me. I don't know who, who would remember me. I don't know why. Nobody remember this, but who remembers something like this? But they were know me. You can walk in there with the product. And I want to talk about that for a second. You're in New yeah, York. Yeah. It's dense. There's markets on every single corner. There's bodegas, you know? What does that look like for somebody who has a product like Rind? Give us that first few weeks scenario of you walking in and getting it on shelf. It's limitless possibilities is what it is. It's, you know, everyone I think has their eye on the prize of, I got to get this into Whole Foods. I got to get this into Wegmans, Fairway, HEB. If you can't get traction in your local market, and in your ability to spread the word in a small, tight radius around your, you know, around your, your, your friends and family, then you're really not going to shine and stand out in stores that you can't reach. And so, and I needed the experience. I needed to check everything at the door and say, 
I think this is a good idea, but I really don't know. And I need you to put this on your shelves. Here's the suggested pricing. And then I'm going to stay in close contact with you and we're going to become friends. And so it was, that was the most exciting thing. Getting that first account, which was my favorite sandwich shop, they call Court Street Grocers. And that has since grown. I was just like, well, I love eating here. And they have like, you know, Zaps potato chips and a couple other random, you know, healthy options, but nothing in the fruit snack that was just really authentic and real. And that was their ethos. And I came in with this, I dropped them off, I gave them the spiel, and they called me in like 15 minutes and said, uh, give us four cases. And I'm sure everyone has that story, but it was just, that was the beginning. That spark, I wanted to repeat over and over and um, build it big. I love that, and so will others uh, who totally have and understand that sentiment. It can be as simple as a farmer's market. You are buying it for a buck and you're selling it for two. It can be as simple as a local grocery store. You bought it for, it's now a case, right? You bought it for eight and you're selling it for 16. Do that, do that multiple times and just get some feedback. Now I get to talk like this in hindsight, right? Gotten our ass kicked in the beginning, uh, doing things that you can't do. Again, I, I had no clue. I was new to it too, right? So I just like to be able to like, ah, here, here's some information, right? Because like I always say, I hope to save, you know, somebody getting 10 grand from their mom, right? Uh, because, you know, it, there are ways to navigate if you are following some of these things. So, moving forward, uh, let's talk end of 19. Uh, what does Rind look like? Where are you at uh, as far as the business? That is a critical point in sort of the young life of the business. Uh, I made the decision to leave my job, my career of 20 years, a total corporate gig, but amazing place where... Uh, it was in finance, but I listened to entrepreneurs share their stories and about how they built their businesses. And so it was a bit of a training ground for this inevitable jump off point. But what I did to do that was um, I tapped my brother-in-law on the shoulder, who's got an awesome skill set to someone I obviously trust extremely well. And he, I said, he was also in finance. I said, hey, let's leave these gigs. Let's build a fruit snack empire. <laughs> and he said, I'm in. And so the two of us, uh, raised a uh, seed round. Um, we had, you know, the traction of the side hustle for two years and a good story. And we had three big accounts that had signed on in 19, uh, Whole Foods, Mid-Atlantic, Wegmans, and the Fresh Market. So we were launching in 2020 with critical mass. And um, that was the end of that year. I mean, it was really the, what set in motion the, the business that exists today. Very cool. Um, and again, it, I talk often about the money needed. You do need money. Um, again, because after you get past the first iterations of if you are going to keep it brick by brick and doing this sort of one to two to two to four, um, you're going to need money. It's an expensive business. Um, so when you're raising, you know, you talk about a seed round, um, uh, you don't need to tell me the number, but we're talking six figures, correct? Uh, it's actually north of that. So, um, you know, but we, we had been around. It was weird, Mark. Like, the brand was 
bit buzzier than the business, right? The brand punched above the way of the business, which is not a bad place to be. We now need to grow and fulfill that promise people see in the brand and execute and build the business. But on the brand potential alone, that was exciting in a uninnovative category. I think it captured some, some imagination of what this could be. Very cool. Okay. Then let's now, we're going to jump over March. I don't even want to talk about March. I don't even want to Thank just you. no, not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, it's now October. Things are even in New York, right? Because we kind of are similar. I don't know, you know, California and New York were similar where we were locked down and, <laughs> ah, you know. Um, yep. Anyway. Um, it's opening up a little bit, you know, you can even feel it. Like I, I was just saying it to somebody like now when I go in the grocery store here, you know, we still get the mask and all that stuff and all that, but it does feel a little bit different. It's less of that sort of panicky mode. You're running through the grocery store, whatever it is. People are kind of cool, casual and all that. Um, yep. Let's just now be in October as far as the business and you guys having your team and talking about what the business looks like in 21. Cause we do that too, right? What do you think the business looks like in October 21? Frame that up for us. Awesome. So I agree with you on the city coming back. Uh, frankly, you, the people that aren't wearing masks, you sort of do a double take on those folks more than the ones that are just wearing masks. So that's a good sign. And uh, the city is, is back, I must say. It's awesome. Um, 2021, fall of 2021, where do we want to be a year from now? So we are setting the foundation for um, a major line extension. So even though we're a young brand and we have a core line of chewy dried fruit snacks that uh, we are very much building, uh, the real prize we see is in an adjacent category that we are very excited about. It still keeps in line with the premise of keep it real, eat the peel, but it's in a form factor that is even more accessible uh, and approachable uh, for consumers that we think is going to be participate in a higher velocity TAM um, so, and, and complement the existing line. So that is where we've been putting R&D efforts through COVID. Um, and that is what we are going to be launching at the beginning of this year and are already showing buyers now such that fall 21, I would hope we have, we're launching into a ton of exciting resets with this new line. Very cool. Well, I wish you nothing but success. I'm sure you and I are going to be rapping. I think even we're going to do some collabs and stuff like that. And we know some of the same people. And um, I'm, I'm pulling for you guys. I, I, I really like the brand. Um, and I've heard good things about you. So um, to much success, Matt. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. I look forward to staying in touch. We will. Uh, Caroline? The floor is yours, as they say. The floor is yours. Renewal Mill, give it to us. What is the story? Yeah, so we're, we're perfect partners to go after Matt. Um, we're also all about maximizing nutrition and reducing food waste. So Renewal Mill is an upcycled ingredients company. So we're really focused on taking the byproducts of food manufacturing and turning them into premium ingredients that we can sell to producers like you guys um, to use in your delicious products and, and keep that nutrition in the supply chain. So we started with our first ingredient, which is okara. It comes from the soybean pulp left over when you make soy milk. And we work with some of the largest soy milk producers to turn that into a super high fiber, low carb, gluten-free flour. That's great for grain-free products, baked goods, even vegan meats. 
Um, anything you want to try with it, we've probably tried. And then our second ingredient is um, oat okara, which comes from the oat milk process. So taking the byproduct of oat milk and again, turning it into a super nutritious, high fiber, gluten-free flour. Um, and that's coming to market this fall. So we're really excited. Um, it'll be available both for retail and obviously for, for B2B ingredients. You seem to be in a really good category. Uh, I can see that we talk a lot about sustainability today and all the other good stuff that has to do with uh, you know, keeping the planet, planet fresh. Uh, yeah. So very cool. Um, I like that. Uh, Caroline's info, Matt's info is there. I appreciate having both of you on. Take care, be healthy, be happy. Peace. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for doing this.